What is good, y'all? NFL season is wrapped. Week 18 is over with. Bro, first of all, Julian, what's up? How you doing? How you feeling? Nothing much, man. This is probably the greatest weekend ever I had in a, in a long time. Really just hanging out, chilling. Why? What I mean, mean, hey, just, I mean, I, it's football Saturday and Sunday, dude, so. Oh, shit. Just, I was uh, like, damn, this one fucking was partying or something. <laughs> nah, man, just the quite opposite. <laughs> Just yeah, I feel that. Yeah, same. Fuck, bro. Like, what? A, can we start with the uh, fucking Chargers Raiders? I mean, come on, bro. We got to start here. I did want to start with the Colts Jags, <laughs> but we could do that later. I mean, both of us were staying up to watch this game. It went to overtime when it had no business going to overtime. Um, fucking Brandon Staley strikes again fucking calling a timeout for no reason i mean I, we talked about it a bit but i'll let you go on your little tangent because I, I i slept on it and honestly i'll let you say what you told me but i agree with you now like i at first i'm like nah it's too hasty but i i completely agree with you go ahead yeah man i mean just this questionable questionable play calling like, i don't understand like apparently these coaches don't know how to play madden because like you gotta manage <laughs> your time and be smart about stuff and yeah. Uh, before, before the controversial timeout, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, the guy went for it on fourth down. I told you this in the third quarter at your own 15. Like, yeah. why are you doing this? Like, you're still in position in this game. Do you not trust your defense? Like, it's ridiculous, dude. How, how I understand you're one of the worst in the league, but it's, <clears> yeah, it's like you got to, like, yeah, even if you don't trust your defense, it's like, bro, like, you're just throwing the game away even more if you put them in worse positions than they already are in. Like, fucking already in the red zone if you don't convert. Like, come on, bro. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't know. At that point, like, I, I thought if I was in the defense, I would have been pissed. Like, do you really right. not trust us? Like, like to get, you know, stop them and get the ball back. Like, it is what it is. Um, mind you, I mean, they, they didn't have the best game out there, but they kept them in it, you know, especially at the end of that game. So, um, mm-hmm. Staley has a lot of, um, a lot of questions to answer, um, especially <laughs> now moving forward to the timeout. Like, it seemed yep. like the Raiders were going to kind of go for it, but kind of not, like, except the fact that they could just die and then move mm-hmm. on still. So, like, the fact that he called that timeout kind of just, I'm assuming it rubbed the Raiders the wrong way. Like, oh, okay, like, you, you're trying to go out and win this game. And, like, do you not <laughs> understand that we have the ball and we are the ones in possession like i don't know it's just questionable stuff like that like we yeah. were joking the whole week well a lot of the media was joking the whole week about oh like they can just tie like they could just come to an agreement to tie like this is so weird the fact that you know they 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 at, at the end they were pretty much looking at just tying like oh okay, mm-hmm. like, we could just both tie but you know staley's the one that broke that trust right away and the Rangers made him pay for it. It's stupid on his part. So stupid. Yeah, and the, the thing is, like, in the beginning of the week, it's like, why would they want each other in the playoffs? Like, I would want to eliminate my division rival. Like, fuck all that. And you could tell the Raiders wanted to. Like, they were really, you know, going all out. You know, they, they went up 10 nothing. They let up the lead, and then they got it back. Like I said, I had no business going to overtime to begin with. But, um, yeah, I mean, I... I I, I honestly like what you told me yesterday. Like I, I think he needs to go, and I, I, I agree with you because it's just all year it's been this type of decision making that you know 
costed them a chance to even compete for the AFC West. I mean, we talked about it yesterday and we've talked about it before. We went on like a 10 minute, 15 minute rant on the about the Chiefs Chargers on Thursday night. The amount of times they went for it on fourth down when they could have kicked two field goals and there's no overtime to talk about. But you give the right. Chiefs life and they're the number two seed now. And they could have completely been different if they would have won that game. And, you know, when you have a quarterback like Herbert in his prime, you know, I understand they got to do a lot of work on the defensive side of the ball. That D-line, you know, just can't be trusted anymore. And they need cornerback help. But, I mean, that that offense, man, like, you think they would go for, like, 48 a game just the way Herbert plays. But, you know, Staley, another coach that handicaps his team. I just don't understand, like, what what it, what are you gonna do if you convert a fourth and th- a fourth and whatever on your own 10, 15, 20 yard line in a third quarter? Like, what does that prove? You don't you're not proving anything. Right. I just yeah, I, I, I thought it was a little too hasty when you first texted me that, but just thinking about it a little more, it's like, yeah, he he's just really and he's gonna keep doing it. It's not like he's gonna all of a sudden be like, Oh yeah, no, nah, I'm gonna stop doing that. Like, no, he's I I know next season. He's going to keep doing that shit and mm-hmm. it's going to cost them. And, and the thing that I don't understand is like, let's say for instance, he converted that fourth down. Like let's say they move the chains. Like mm-hmm. there's no guarantee that like, who knows, maybe the next three possessions, they don't get shit. And then they exactly. run the ball. Like really what you go for it then for, you know, like if you know, you're, you're, it's not like this fourth down was going to give them a field goal range. Like yeah. no way. So like, it was just stupid. I get it. He's aggressive. He wants to, um, you know, trust Herbert and stuff, but at some point, you know, it's a team game and, and you got to rely on this defense to make plays for you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and, you know, he's just going to get more backlash going for it and not converting it than getting praise for going for it and, and getting it, you know? So it's just stupid, you know, clock management and, and play calling on his end um, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, it is I, what it is. I don't get either defending him, like all the analytical guys and, you know, they say, oh, you know, if they would have converted their uh, winning percentage stays the same. Like, no, it doesn't. Bro, you're fucking giving <laughs> the other team the ball in their own red zone. Like, mm-hmm. no, it, do- it doesn't. Giving their points. Yeah, their winning percentage doesn't go up. I, I, it just doesn't make sense. And, yeah, like you said, why are you calling a timeout there? So you think you're going to get the ball back all of a sudden? Like, wait a second. And, you know, that, I don't know if you saw that clip, uh, 47, I think he's a long snapper or something for the Raiders. Eckler asked him, were you going to kneel it? And he told him, yeah. And you could tell Eckler was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the, the look on his face was like, bro, like, he, I would be so pissed if I'm, you know, a Chargers fan. I know there's only like 10 of them and fucking, <laughs> you know, I, I would just be pissed if I'm in the Chargers organization having to answer for staley's fuck-ups like it's just all year it's been this shit so uh, i i don't know it's just fucking ridiculous i can't believe that game ended the way it did and i i wanted to tie after all that time i'm like man this better end in a tie and fucking the carlson wants to be clutch and fucking make all these field goals so hey you know and i'll give them their flowers and i'll eat the crow i i how much shit did I talk about the Raiders all year and look at where mm-hmm. they're at. So, you know, credit them, the fucking Frankenstein Raiders. I've been, I've been calling them the zombie Raiders. The, they're alive now, bro. They're in the playoffs. They play the Cincinnati Bengals and I'm giving them a shot to be, I, I think they're going to win that game. 
I okay, honestly whoa, whoa, we'll talk no, about it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll preview it. Like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, bro. It, you'll see in the preview why. But, yeah, shout out to the Raiders. Everything they've overcome, Gruden, Ruggs, Arnett, all that shit. I mean, you just got to credit that group of guys and, you know, just give them their props for even sniffing the playoffs, let alone making it. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, yeah, let's, for sure. I don't know if you have anything else about that game, but I want to move on to another team that, they didn't deserve to make the playoffs either, but uh, well, do you have anything else on this game? Nah, I mean, like you said, I stayed up this late just yeah. hoping for chaos, and we did, but uh, <laughs> yeah, could have been, been better. Right. Then the next one, fucking Colts Jags. I mean, can you talk about a bigger choke job in a long time? Like, this is a this is a big choke job by the Colts. I mean. Win and get in. You control your own destiny. You don't got to worry about the Ravens beating the Steelers. Like, you you beat this shitty team. You're in the playoffs, and they, they choked. Wentz finally, you know, played his fucking terrible game this year. Like, come on, bro. Two potential picks. I know one of them was overturned. The other one was a pick, but they just look bad all game. Like, they just – I feel like this is a, a prime example of looking forward to next week. Like, I thought – they were like, oh, you know, we're, we're going to beat them and we'll worry about who we have to play next week. And, you know, that's what happens when you look ahead. That's just the way I took it, but I don't know what you thought. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you. I, I'm going to shut up now uh, from the past weeks when I said I believe in Wentz. Um, <laughs> dude, holy shit. Like, <clears throat> what the fuck was going on? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you're right. They're probably going just looking past this game and, you know, I bit them in the ass, but uh, – <clears throat> Who would have thought that you would have guessed that they would have lost in the game? And not just lose, like, no. get annihilated, dude. Like, it's one thing if they lost in a field goal, you know, stuff like that made it close. But, like, they mm-hmm. just did not look like the Colts that we kind of suspected. They kind of well, – I mean, I don't know. You probably suspected they were worse than this. But um, just, you know, not doing good at all, dude. Like, there was nothing that clicked. John Taylor didn't do shit. Carson Wentz was struggling. Like, the defense didn't even look that good. So, like, I don't know. This did not look like a playoff team. I'm kind of glad they lost. It kind of exactly. That, that's what I, I thought. I would not like, serious after this performance. Right. I, the Chargers and the Colts didn't deserve to make the playoffs after those two games. I mean, that, that was just – it was 26-3 to Jags at one point. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the same team that got blown out by my shitty team last week. Like, come on, bro. Like, the, 50 to 10, and then you beat the Colts 26 to 11. Like, come on, dog. Like, ain't no way. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know if Vince McMahon is writing this shit. Like, th- this is insane how much fucking teams did not show up yesterday. Like, I, you, you can't really look at anybody and say, oh, yeah, I'm confident about this team or that team to really make a deep, a deep run. Like, all of them came out flat, every single one of them. Even though teams that won, like the Chiefs, I mean, mm-hmm. they, the Broncos had no business taking any sort of lead in that game. And, you know, it's like every team did not show up week 18. Maybe it's too long of a season for these guys, but yeah, this is a weird ass week. Another weird week after last week, you know, Antonio Brown quitting in the <laughs> mid game and all this <laughs> shit coming out to the Colts and the Chargers and every all these other teams just choking and playing like shit. Hey, Trevor Lawrence looked good, dude. That's some that's some positivity heading into the offseason for the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah, I mean, finally, you know, he kind of – he's been taking a beating in the media, you know, just, oh, he's a bust, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, if you're a Jax fan, you, you have to be really confident in what you've seen in him. 
coach the right coaching this and he'll, and, he'll be yeah. an elite player in the league. Yeah, for sure. But uh, let's move yeah, on Urban, to – all right, what's up? Go ahead. Like, Urban Meyer kind of just held him back, dude. And, <laughs> yeah, to say, the, to say the least, he held him back. But, you know, whatever. It is what it is. We'll yeah. move on. We got Ryan Benner in the building. What up, bro? Oh, there he is. What's, what's, up? Up? what's up? We're just about to talk about your Broncos. Oh boy. <laughs> right, we're reviewing some games here real quick. Uh before we get into the juicy stuff. But how'd your Broncos look better? How'd you like them? Uh, that's that is 13 straight against KC. <laughs> and that just hurts. I mean, it's, did you did you honestly going into this week think you were gonna beat him though? No, but I'm I mean, allowed I can to tell you no. <laughs> I I mean no, in the no. in the game it's different. Like they were up, so I'm like, oh, maybe they have a chance. Especially if Gordon doesn't fumble and Bolton doesn't take it to the house, I, I give you guys a chance to upset. But yeah, listen, uh, listen. Listen, no, I didn't think we were going to win, but I'm allowed to dream. And <laughs> I was dreaming during that game. And y'all, y'all can get on Gordon all you want, but I don't care who was running the ball. You get rocked like that. No, yeah, I'm not. I'm not yeah, I'm not saying it's his fault, but I'm saying if he, if whoever doesn't fumble, you know, like that game yeah. is completely different. And yeah, I, I, I was just surprised. So I, I woke up and I'm like, I had the Chiefs minus two and a half. And all of a sudden, fucking the Broncos are up by four. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I think both Julie and I had them up at ten, minus ten and a half. And then all of a sudden, they were just like, oh, that, that, that's gone. Real yeah. quick. <laughs> but yeah, those uh, guys. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, man, those guys came to play, which is surprising. Mm-hmm. I thought they were kind of. Lost on Fangio, but them boys were ready to be KC. I mean, I, I give the defense credit for holding up like they did, you know, missing linebackers. So, you know, I both uh, Darby and Sertain were out. Kareem was out, so the secondary was absolutely obliterated to, yep. you know, c- come in and basically, um, I would argue for the second time this year, kind of hold Mahomes in his place. And then it just came down onto the offense. Um, you know, granted, yeah, it was the the fumble that was was the exclamation point and the nail in the coffin. But you know, I think there's other things that the offense could have done different that, like you know, gave us that extra jump to beat Casey. And you know, we end this horrible streak. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get to all the coaching stuff, but. The what? What's the plan at QB, Benner? Like, is it? Are you going with Drew Lock? I mean, uh, Julian. Julian. Good. Julian. Last week said, if he has the right coach, it's lot. It's time for Lock to have a chance. I don't agree, but I want to hear from a Broncos fan. What do you? Think? <laughs> the, the Drew Lock situation is something that I don't think anyone can really, really figure out. You know, back in 2019, he closes out the year going. Four and one, and he's in you know an offensive scheme of Rich Scangarello, a one a first time offense coordinator who was learning himself, and you know he looks pretty promising. You know you could probably go back go back a couple of years. Everyone thought, yeah, Drew has the potential to be the franchise quarterback that we've been looking for. And then you know they fire Scangarello, which I still disagree with. 
I think it was a horrible move, especially bringing in Pat Sherman as the replacement. <laughs> um, you know, and then completely like resets um, Locks development because now he's thrown into a completely new offensive scheme. Then you have 2020, and we all know everything that happened that surrounded the NFL no preseason, no offseason, no workouts whatsoever. And he gets thrown into, you know, a regular season where he just looks nothing like we did for those last five games of the year prior. You know, coming into this year, it's okay, can he, can he beat? You know, check down Teddy, and you know a quarterback Anybody can't battle. Can check down um, Teddy. <laughs> well, not. you know now there's this whole theory that like, okay, the coaches just absolutely hated Locke from the start, and they were not going to give him a chance when you it was. It has been on recorded that Fangio went to Peyton and said, "Get me anyone but Locke," and I would argue that Locke looked better than Teddy at near the end of the preseason, but that's, you know, me personally, um, you know, Locke absolutely rides the bench. Teddy is Teddy and really does nothing for us. And then these last, you know, these last three games, you know, while the offense is not really producing, Locke hasn't, you know, looked terrible. So it's like, okay, so now we're kind of back to score going. Is this dude like, is, can he be developed or is he just a wash? And so now we go into the, you know, 2022 offseason. Denver has to find a quarterback, whether it's sticking with Locke for one more year, whether it's trying to trade for one of those, you know, diamond in the rough quarterbacks that are going to be out there, or it's, you know, let's go to the draft. But they got to do something because this team is too talented to be a quarterback away for another five years. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have anything about that, Julian, but I I don't know. I, I think he uh, deserves another chance. I mean, he looked solid the past two games. He didn't look elite, but he looked better than Teddy. If, if, any, if, if anything, I am very, very okay with Locke being on this team as a as a backup, whether it's to, you know, backup Rodgers or Wilson if the miracle happens and they come to Denver, whether it's – you know, for some reason, Denver chooses to go after Baker Mayfield. You know, he. I, I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm just yeah. saying that that's a possibility. Um, you know, they could, you know, we have the ninth pick in the draft. They could easily land Macarell Mac or Kenny Pickett. So that's an option there, too. Yeah, we'll just leave it there. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk about all this coaching stuff at the end. But, um, yeah, I, I – I got that was good effort though. I feel like they just woke up because it was the Chiefs, and like you said, they wanted to end that streak. But man, I mean, it's the it, you get, brighter times are in Denver. All I have, that's all I have to say. I mean, you, I know you guys another you know losing season, but I think they'll be back next year, if not the year after for sure. So you know, that's all I took away from that. But let's get to your Rams, Julian. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, My Rams, I, baby. Yeah, I, are you are you tripling down on the Super Bowl bet or what's going on after yesterday's game? Hey man, they're scaring me, but I'm gonna you know I'm not gonna back away from it whatsoever. Yeah, um, definitely gonna continue to stick to the Rams. Um, listen, the game yesterday, they they look good. You can't deny they look good the first half. They look mm-hmm. they're in control. Um, I just think 
the Niners got too hot. And I was telling Ben this earlier this morning, like the Niners are a scary team. I know you brought them up and I brought them up last week. Yep. They're a dark horse. Um, they certainly are. And this proves to us why they're a dark horse. They can get hot and they are hot. And I don't care who's in front of them. You know, the Niners are capable of beating anybody if they're if they wait, if they play like the way they did the second half. And the Rams were just for, unfortunate enough to be the victims that game. Um, but I still have faith in them. Um, I'm not liking their matchup against the Cardinals, but we'll talk about really? the playoff previews in the next episode. But yeah, okay. listen, yeah, I mean, we'll wait, we'll wait. <clears throat> listen, um, I'm gonna double down on them, triple down on them. Um, it's a matter of just you know Stafford finding ways to just keep them in this like. He reminds me of somebody. I forgot. I think it's like a James Winston kind of like the guy can make you plays, but the guy mm. can all start killing you too, you know. And unfortunately, yeah, yesterday he cost him a couple of times uh, with the questionable picks and the pick in overtime. But um, listen, they'll find it. They'll, they'll click. I mean, this is just a bad matchup. You said it yourself. Shanahan's undefeated against Sean McVay. So <laughs> yeah. So does it worry you that they kind of blew that lead, or you think it's just because of? It's the 49ers, and that's kind of the crypto. Yeah, I'm not too worried. I mean, listen, everyone has a crypto, and um, Kryptonite and Shanahan just happens to be McVay's. I mean, McVay kind of had him for a second. Yeah. Just kind of blew it at the end. But I think it was more Shanahan heating up than it was McVay just choking at the end, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, the, the defense kind of surprised me the way they kind of let up. I mean – I know the Rams like run defense isn't you know anything to write home about, but I just thought they had that what was it fourteen or seventeen nothing. I was like, oh, okay, they got this like easy, and you know, 49ers got hot like you said, and Debo threw a touchdown, and Jawan Jennings is getting wide open. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going on with that with those <laughs> coverages, but um, yeah, I mean, this is a team that me and Benner kind of gave up on. In the middle of the year, we, we both said that, um, you know, it's fucking right. John Lynch's fault. And, you know, they, they somehow pulled it out. Like, I, this is the team I was expecting to see all year instead of, you know, towards the end. But, um, yeah, good, a good win by them. They have a – I think they have a favorable matchup against Dallas. I mean, not to skip – not to look ahead, but, I mean, that, that – I like I told you, Grayson should be shaking in his boots with that matchup. I don't I don't think they wanted to see the 49ers. I think they were fine getting a rematch with the Cardinals, but I don't know if uh, you have anything on the game, Ryan. I mean, I would like to retract my statement that Kyle Shanahan was right. gonna be unemployed at this time of the year. <laughs> Get um, out of here. <laughs> um but no, I mean the, the only take on the game is just that you know Shanahan is like the offensive mind that he has, and I think it's going to be a very, very interesting playoff game. I would love, I can't wait to see actually how he schemes it going up against you know, Dan Quinn, a defense he is very familiar with. Um, you know, but I just you know going back to like just the whole Rams thing is like it's shocking to me just how much the Rams are kind of like dropped off and like late here in the season, and it's like you you know you guys need to figure out figure that out now if you're going to make a late playoff run and, like, hold up to the team that you are. Because, you know, arguably, like, you look at the roster on, on paper, it's one of the most ta- one of the most talented in the league, if not the most talented. And they really – there's not a lot of excuses for them to – for the slip-ups that they're having. So, 
but I think contributing that to the way Shanahan has, um, you know, schemed that game, I think it was as impressive to see 49ers bounce back like they have. Yeah, I told Julian, uh, Shanahan's been Bay's dad. I mean, it's six and zero the past three years. I mean, he always spanks them. Even last, even yesterday, I understand they it was overtime and it was a three point win, but how the hell are you? Kicking up their their first possession in overtime lasts almost what 13 14 minutes. Like, he, I don't know what it is. He knows what McVay likes to do and he takes advantage of it, even if it's a slow start or not. I mean, whether the 49ers are shitty or not, they just find a way to beat the Rams. And I, I don't know if you know this takes away from the you know, the, it's a good and bad thing they won the division because the Cardinals lost, but. I don't know. That's that's a it's kind of a momentum killer, you know, going in with the loss and we'll get to my team. Don't worry about it. We'll talk about them in a bit. But um, going in with the loss the way they lost and now they got to play another divisional opponent on Monday night out of all things. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out a little flat to start that game. But, you know, good win by the Niners. And like I said, Grayson better be watching out, man. I know he's going to be shitting bricks in that game. <laughs> But uh, yeah, get, I mean, I warned him. Yeah, but let's get to the Pats, man. I mean, that that game was a fucking embarrassment. Um, I understand Miami is their kryptonite. Brian Flores is Belichick's dad. Uh, you know, he four and two the past times they played. And yeah, well, like I said, coaching stuff, we'll get into it. Flores got fired. But what the fuck, man? Like did this again, when it, when the lights are bright, they don't show up. Anytime they have to play a team, a playoff team, they just, they, they shit the bed. And then in the third and fourth quarter quarter, they're like, Oh shit, we're actually playing. All right, let's start playing. And it's too late. And again, that's what happened yesterday. It was 17, nothing. And then all of a sudden it's 27, 24. And I'm like, they're not going to come back and win this game. It's over. And you know, that fumble six happened or pick six, whatever you want to call it. And that's all she wrote. I I don't know what you think, Julian. I know you had Miami in this game. I don't know if you thought because, you know, Patriots didn't really have nothing to play for because the Bills were playing the Jets. But um, that was just embarrassing. It was an embarrassing game. I, I don't care who it is. I don't care what week it is. We, we shouldn't be losing to Miami the way we did. Listen, I mean, Miami's a good team. I mean, let's not take that away. I mean, yeah, but they're kind of in the playoff hunt the past few mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's kind of, I just think they were going to come out and play. I know they had nothing to play for the Dolphins either, but I think they wanted to sweep the Patriots. I think that was kind of motivation on their end. And, I mean, the run game was a solid dude. I mean, Duke Johnson, I don't know, when the fuck did you hear that name before, <laughs> uh, like, two weeks ago? Like, I forgot, yeah, I forgot he was in the league still, and, the dude, the dude. I mean, I don't know. Maybe they found the they found the recipe to beat the Patriots. Just run them down the throats. I mean, I I don't know. They tried to the Bills tried to do it a couple of times, but you know how I feel about the Bills running game yeah. in general. Um, and the Dolphins really just took care of business. I mean, they almost kind of blew it at the end, but they held on, and, and the mm-hmm. defense stepped up when it needs. That defense is very underrated, and I think they themselves know. Um, they can match up with the Patriots in in, in this scheme. So, um, I mean, obviously we'll talk about. Brian Flores getting canned after, but um, this this was not too shocking of a game, especially because they beat them week one in New England. I was like, okay, like they'll take care of business in Miami, especially if they have nothing to play for. Yeah, I don't know if you got anything better on that. No, I mean, I think it's, you know, pretty straightforward. Like, you know, we've, we've all kind of agreed that Miami is a better team 
than what the record shows. There's the coaching is better than what the record shows, <clears throat> and just like you said, like I, I don't know if it's Forrest, but just Miami in general has always been kind of like Belichick's kryptonite. Yeah, and you know, kind of just like again, you know, it showed right here. I give props to Miami, like even though that they're out playing a division game like that, and especially in their on their home field, just coming out and balling like that. So shout out to them because you don't see a lot of teams trying like that, especially in the last week when they know they're out. But, you know, at least it was a decent game, good matchup. Yeah, I mean, that, well, I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to spoil anything. I know Julian and I are going to preview the playoffs, but it's not looking too good for them, honestly. The, the Pashas need to go in the offseason and figure shit out because that, that was just embarrassing. Like, and I know that, you know, Miami's a playoff fringe team and, they got eliminated because, you know, certain teams won last week, but and they lost, obviously. But yeah, just, eesh, just that was that was just, I turned that game off and just went to the Rams game. That was just embarrassing. But I don't know if you have any games to talk about, Julian. I don't know if anything besides those games that we covered. Really I mean, my Falcons attention. got annihilated as always, but we got a top 10 pick to secure it. So I'm happy about that. Um, that's the only good thing. Bucks, I mean, looked solid. Yeah, um, but who knows what they do? Bills. I mean, let's talk about the Rizzo real quick. I mean, I know you know, like I said, I know how I know how you feel, or you know how I feel about the Bills running game. But low key, uh-huh. Singletary's been, been having a couple good games the past few weeks. Maybe this yeah. could be the year the Bills finally get over the hump because Singletary continues to play like this. I really, I don't know. I'm, I'm liking their odds, but um, I mean, mind you, they have been playing trash teams. Hence, the Falcons are one of the worst in stopping the run last week. Um, the Jets aren't that good either, but. I mean, it's a good sign heading into the playoffs. Cardinals disappointing loss as well. I know the Seahawks were out and they're still a good team, but how are you going to blow that at home? Exactly. You, know, you get the Seattle. division. Come on, bro. You get the division. Yeah. And you get to host the Rams instead of, or I don't know how the seating would have worked, but I think they would have hosted the Rams. So I don't know. No, I think they would have been, I think they would have hosted the Niners because Oh, okay. um, since, they they since they both lost, the Cowboys jumped up. But if one of them would have just won, they would have, really just had the three C locked in. But so yeah, I was disappointing too. Um, That defense did not look as good as I thought they were. Uh, Yeah. Real quick, before we get to the coaching, what what do you guys think of that is, does I know the report came out, Russ is going to stay. Do you guys buy that shit? Is that just, you know, what, what the Seahawks want out in the media or what do you think? It's just media spin. And you know, week 18 is different than, you know, when free agency week hits, before so. the draft. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, Russ could be staying in Seattle and he could be on the move. But I think it's just media spin right now that's out of the uh, Seahawks um, office just because they just want to keep the distractions off. Yeah, I would agree. It's just media stuff. I mean, you can say something right now. And then, you know, a couple of months down the road, you realize, like, oh, shit, like, he probably does want to leave. And- we should probably just move forward, especially if Pete Carroll doesn't come back. You know, that would make total sense just to do a total rebuild if, if Wilson wants to leave, too. It's not about what the team wants. It's about what Russell Wilson wants. Right. All right, let's get to the coaching firings. I mean, obviously, the two right off the bat, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, Julian's guy. What you got? What'd you think, Julian? Easy, easy reads. I mean, those guys were supposed to get fired earlier, but you know, waited yeah, for the last the, game. The, the Maggie one and, and, and Zimmer is whatever. I mean, I 
could have told you that a miles away. Yeah. That was going to happen. Um, the Nike one surprised me because it took so long, low key. I thought they were going to not let him back on the team bus <laughs> um, last night. So took longer than I expected, but it is what it is. It happened. Um, I, I I don't know. The Zimmer one kind of didn't want to believe in the beginning of the season, but once you know, once they started losing games and they kind of looked off, I was expecting you know they probably need a, a new guy in there. So those two really didn't surprise me much. Um, I don't know if Benner has any shocks on those two. Um, and if he does, the guy doesn't watch football. No, I was definitely not shocked. Uh, maybe like good riddance, like. Mm-hmm. Ever, ever since the the the, the missed postseason field goal, the man's looked more lost on the sideline than a than a small children wandering in a candy store. I don't know. I don't know how you want me to describe that, but he. Like, what the hell kind of <laughs> fucking metaphor is that? Yeah, yeah. It and was. Don't, and don't forget, they got rid of Ryan Pace as well. And you want to talk about somebody that's lost? Traded up one spot to get Trubisky. Um, yeah, good riddance to both of them. Both fucking up the Bears. They could have had Mahomes. They could have had Watson. They could have had a good team around Fields, and didn't happen. Okay, so. though, I saw this this morning. Can you like? And I'm sure Craig can can attest this. Like the double doink, the, the field goal that they missed in the playoff game. Like you know how much shit could have changed if like oh, he would have made that field yeah, goal. Yeah, bro, I had the Bears going to the Super Bowl that year. They were the team to beat. And yeah, the Eagles were like a good that. matchup, like for you know the, a bad matchup, I should say. And weren't they going to play the Cowboys the next round or something? They were going to play the Rams in LA. Yeah, yeah, so, I, and I they would have easily beat the Rams. They smoked the Rams that Sunday night that season. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I said, they just been throwing away seasons with those two running the team. So yeah, good riddance to both. Wasn't, of them. That, wasn't that the first? Wasn't that the first season with Khalil Mack? Yeah. I believe yeah, so. Yep. They yeah, made it, it that far, and then that was the beginning of the end of that defense because everybody started leaving after that game. Yeah, well, everybody wanted to get paid. Yeah. So I don't blame them. They couldn't pay. They couldn't pay anyone after the Khalil Mack. <laughs> true. That's true too. But yeah, Mike Zimmer. Uh, does that mean Kirk Cousins is going with them? I mean, that wouldn't that make more sense to kind of? I know they're gonna probably wait. So closer to free agency or the draft, but I would think both of them are gone. If I have to, you know, really, and the GM as well, Spielman, I think his name is, if, I, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, he's gone as well. So two NFC North. Yeah, well, go ahead. I was just going to say Spielman was fired this morning. Yeah. Um, going to the Cousins things, they need to get paid. Just need to get that contract off the pay books. It's mm. it was bad from the start and his play <laughs> has not lived up to it whatsoever. Yep. Yeah, what do you think, Julian? Is he gone too? Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean they're gonna just try to rebuild from beginning to end. Like the only ones that I can <clears> say are, are are like still locked in is Justin Jefferson. I mean and a couple of the young pieces, but everybody else is gone. Kirk Cousins needs to get the fuck out of sort of like <laughs> The dude's fucking trash. I don't know why they gave him that contract in the first place, TBH. Yeah. You yeah, I mean, I, gone too? Uh, ooh, that that's I, I think uh, if they don't restructure his deal, yeah, Thielen, I think Who? he's Thielen. Dalvin Cook? No, oh, Thielen. Thielen. Oh, yeah, Thielen's gone too, in my opinion. I was like, Dalvin Cook, no, nah, that guy's staying. I think they just need a quarterback and a couple of other pieces. 
Yeah, Thielen, I, I just think because of his injury history and if they can't re- get a better contract for him, I think he's gone too. They'll probably try to uh, tag him. He's a free agent, right? Is he up this year? Or is it next year? I, I thought he had one year left, but I'm not well, I, I, sure. Don't call me on that. Then I think they'll, they'll look to trade him. I don't think they'll cut him. I, I think thought they'll... he got a... I thought he got a contract extension. Oh, he did. That's right. They'll probably move him. Then I just don't see him them keeping him. Somebody will take him. I mean, the Rams, Cardinal, anybody, any of these contenders will take a receiver like that. So, you know. But let's get to your yeah. But will they take will they take the money? Is the question. Because mm. like everybody wants the elite receiver in the league, but do you a have the money for it and do you want to waste that much money on it? If a if a contender, I'm just throwing a name out there. If let's say the Cardinals don't go as far as they want to, I mean, why wouldn't they? If you're all in, go ahead. What somebody's gonna go all in next year and they'll be willing to pay Thielen whatever he wants. I it, there's always a team every year that's willing to go all in, quote unquote, and you know spend whatever amount of money. Is it sometimes it works out? Most of the time it doesn't. So. I I think there's gonna be one team out there willing to give him, you know, trade for him and just pay him whatever he's left. But um, obviously the injuries are a concern, and you know, but the production's there. He when he's healthy, he produces. So, I but like you said, I think the Vikings are full rebuild. I think they're gonna move forward with uh, KJ Osborne, obviously Jefferson. They'll probably draft somebody and you know, move on. But. Let's get to Vic Fangio, Ben. I'll let you go ahead. I know you're you're probably jumping up and down when you saw this, but um. I don't know. I was more jumping up and down. I was more just realizing just how inevitable it was after the three losing seasons he had. Yeah. Um, I think I was more jumping up and I think it was like I was jumping up more up and down when Pat Sharmer got the, the freaking can because that dude's fucking play calling is just absolutely atrocious, and that man should not be employed ever again. Um, but now, like I said, it, it, this was inevitable. Um, Fangio looked lost in the field. He has no idea of time management, team management. Um, tremendous defensive play caller, and he'll end up as a defensive coordinator within the next couple of months. Someone's gonna hire him immediately. Yeah. Um, but you know, all the best to him. He is not a head coach in this league. Yeah, I, I I don't have anything else more to add. I I think somebody, a new coaching staff will get them, or you know, if somebody gets rid of their D coordinator, they'll hire him right away. And yeah, his one, yeah, I mean, his one and only chance is it. Yeah, yeah, this is he's just some people are not fit to be head coaches, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. he is one of them. I'll I'll put it like this, and I'll and I'll say this say this right now, if Jim Harbaugh does leave uh, Michigan. And goes to and gets hired as a head coach somewhere. Fangio will be his first call. <laughs> you think so? Damn. I. He's he's gonna try to recreate what he did in San Francisco. And, yeah, he does. Uh, yeah, that was his old coordinator. I forgot. And so, like that will be if Harbaugh does take up a head coaching job, and that will be his first call. I mean, it's in, what do you want the Broncos to get? Um, you know, I, I was talking talking to one of my friends about it yesterday, and I and I broke it down in. Um, kind of like three different ways. Like the crown jewel, like where I would love to have it, I think the chances of it actually happening are slim to none, is one, Jim Harbaugh. And then um, I'm going to get a lot, probably get 
a lot of crap for this, but uh, Doug Peterson. Um, you know, he's been sitting there for – he is a Super Bowl winning uh, coach, and he won it with Nick Foles and Carson Wentz. No. Credit to him on that one. Um, he's, he also is an offensive-minded coach, which I want. So I think those two are like the crown jewels. Um, I think a more, real, uh, a more realistic option – that I don't think will also happen is going to be Nathaniel Hackett. Um, mm. He does he does scare me a bit because this is his third third stint as an offensive coordinator, and this is the, one, the the first time he's had success. Is it him or is it Aaron Rodgers? Because he did not do well with Jacksonville and he did not do well with Buffalo. Yeah. Um, I think the the reality and I think what it is going to be is Denver will hire Dan Quinn. Oh, Julian loves to hear that. I mean, I told him already, like, if you're going to hire Dan Quinn, you better fucking find yourself the greatest no, OC you, in the world. Cause... You know who I really think they're going to get? Like, nobody – this is just me. I'm not, you know, I'm not, oh, I'm reporting, blah, blah. I think Eberflus for the Broncos, the Colts OC, I think what he does in that, with that scheme and if they get the right quarterback, I, I mean, they have everything that he would want. And I know he's not, like, a hot commodity, and I, but I, I just think – Peyton is really going to look at the landscape, look at who's clicking on offense. I, I think they have to go offense this time. I, maybe Flores, if they want, you know, a proven coach, he's proven it. I, I know he, has, he hasn't been to the playoffs, but, uh, you know. But I, I still think but, if they go defense, it would either be Quinn, like you said, or Flores. But I think Eberflus, with what you guys have, would, would make perfect sense, but just me. Um, Flores... Flores concerns me, especially about some of the reports that came up this morning, and we'll talk about that when we, you know, go over to Miami here in a little bit. Um, on a late for me, I want an offensive-minded um, yeah. coach because you know we, we've already had back-to-back defensive-minded coaches with Vance Joseph, and then Vic Vangio, who was arguably <clears throat> worse than Vance Joseph. I don't know how the hell you pull that off, um, <laughs> but. I, don't know, I really want that offensive-minded quarterback. You know, that's why I select the crown jewel is Jim Harbaugh or Doug Peterson. Um, you know, I would love Nathaniel Hathi. I just have some concerns about him. One thing I did see, you know, I kind of like Jillian's going to shake his head because he's probably sick of me mentioning his name. But if you are a, you know, Broncos fan, you know who uh, Benjamin Albright is. He did mention that if Dan, he thinks Dan Quinn's the favorite, and he said that if Dan Quinn is hiring potential um, coordinator positions, uh, defense would be filled in by Mike Zimmer, and then um, offensively, he thinks he could probably pull away Mike McDaniel from San Francisco. Mm. You know, the, the biggest thing is, I, you know, I, I could definitely. Biggest see thing that. is, they, they said, like, why would Mike McDaniel leave one offense coordinator job for another? Well, the the biggest the biggest thing is he is not the play caller in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Don't say that. Be. I was going to say that, like, I think Dan Quinn, if he sets that up, that would be beautifully set up because when he was the head coach in Atlanta, he literally gave the keys to the office to Shanahan, like literally all of it. Dan Quinn was really just there to supervise and and make sure everything was good. Um, And if he gets the head coaching job in Denver, I think that is exactly what he'll do there with Mike Daniel is just really just give him the keys to the entire offense and let him do what he wants to do play call, everything he wants, and Dan Quinn really, is really just going to be there to watch, and, and he's going to worry about his defense with, with Zimmer and the boys. You think Payne will hire Zimmer? Um, 
I mean, the, the relationship is there. So Peyton knows who he is as a coach. I think Peyton, if, I mean, it, again, it would also be up to Dan Quinn and not Peyton. Um, True. But, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, I don't know. Zimmer is not a bad defensive mind in this league. He just may be one of those guys that is just not a head coach, kind of like Vic Bangio. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I guess it also comes into like what Dan Quinn wants to do and if Zimmer wants to take a year off or not. But I don't think Peyton would be scared on pulling the trigger on Zimmer. That is interesting. I, I mean, I, I haven't seen that, but I mean, if, if Dan Quinn does pull it off, like Julian said, I mean, that would be, yeah, that's perfect. I mean, what San I mean, Francisco's from- doing in offense, I mean, like I said, uh, Eberflus or somebody, you just need somebody that knows what they're doing as far as play calling. And I know if, uh, Frank Reich is, you know, the offensive play caller in Indy, but I just think the system that, they have over there i'd feel like it would be good for you guys to get you know just somebody that has some sort of offensive mind in that building but you know if that works out maybe the dan quinn second stint won't be as bad as the falcons after they blew the super bowl but you know we'll yeah see. i mean I, I i warned benner i was like look listen if you get dan quinn he's an excellent leader he's gonna have he's he's gonna get the locker room together and that's obviously important in an nfl team um, the only questions I have with Dan Quinn is two. One, obviously fighting the right offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and if he gets what we expect, then by all means the Broncos are going to be a serious threat. And two, you got to make sure Dan Quinn does not go back to his old ways. Um, the thing that killed us in Atlanta, obviously everyone knows, is we blew leads. And obviously it looks like he's kind of changed a little bit being the D.C. at Dallas right now is that he needs to continue to keep these boys to be aggressive instead of kind of just letting them off after – huge lead and stuff like that is yes he's a he's a he's a player's coach um but sometimes that can hurt you and that's kind of I feel like what hurt him in Atlanta is like he was such a player's coach and and a lot of people love playing for him but they also kind of didn't play as hard um because they know like hey like Dan Quinn's gonna always have our back this and that so he just needs to be careful there um I think he's an excellent coach I think it'll be a decent hire for the Broncos but I'm just warning you right now Benner you might get heartbroken sometimes with him I mean I it's you know it's just everything you just you just mentioned is why Dan Quinn is not my choice. It's simple as that. Um, I mean, if Dan Quinn were to be hired, like you know, granted he is a coach that has head coaching experience, it wasn't always the best. Um, if he were able to pull away Mike McDaniel, though, I'm gonna I'm gonna start giving him like more of the benefit of the doubt because now you're diving into the Shanahan coaching tree, which is a long time coming, and. You know, as I've mentioned on this pod multiple times, I would give to have the Shanahan offense back in Denver. That would be a move in the right direction for that to happen. So let me uh, see. I know you were saying that I might get roasted for Doug Peter. I'm why Harbaugh? Why is he so appealing to you? I mean, I've always thought Harbaugh was a a good, tremendous offensive minded coach. Um, he that San Francisco team or those San Francisco teams were completely defensively built, but he was still getting a lot of production out of that offense, whether it was with Alex Smith or Colin Kaepernick, he was getting production every single year. It seemed like, and making them competitive all around the, like across the board. He's also a very big players Mm. coach. And so I think there's just a lot of big pieces there that he knows how to lead. And he knows how to bring the locker room, locker room together. And he, I mean, he, 
it's the it's the experience for me. Just like there's a lot of positive experience, except for those last couple of years in San Francisco. Um, I I know, granted, I, people said there's a lot of other drama that happened those years, which kind of led to the fall. But you know, even in this past year of Michigan, seeing Harbaugh bounce back like he did after so many bad years in the Big Ten, it yeah. it shows me like you no know, Harbaugh if if he puts his mind to it and if he has the right pieces, he can succeed and he can build a winning team. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, just the like you said, the flat seasons that he had with Michigan prior to this past one, I was just like, I, I don't see it. Maybe, maybe he does prove me wrong, but I, I just don't know if he can have those years that he had in San Fran, almost beating his brother in in that Super Bowl. But I don't know, just just what it took him to have a potential number one, um, you know, number one draft pick to kind of do anything i know their defense is kind of flat the past couple years that he's been there and they haven't really done anything on offense but i don't know maybe maybe you you see something that i don't i just i've seen harbaugh time and time again just not come up when it matters but hey maybe his his second sit in the in the nfl will you know prove to be better than his first just like dan quinn if he gets a shot i mean i I would also be one to argue that his first name was not a failure either no, it was wasn't. Yeah, no, 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 um, not at all. Um, I just I think Harva is very capable of getting the best out of his players and building a massive locker room culture. Um, I know, like when he left San Francisco, there was a lot of talks that the the locker room <clears> was <throat> negative and hostile. I don't believe that. I don't see. Oh, I don't see that in Harva. I don't see him going diving into a massive college program like Michigan with the rumors that he's a. With a, with a negative locker room atmosphere. That doesn't make sense to me. And there's been nothing like that reported in the last like five years he's been with Michigan. Yeah. I don't know. Granted, I don't – I think if he – I don't – if he does come back to the NFL, it's not going to be in Denver. I actually would have him more linked in going to Chicago to hmm. work with a young kid like Justin Fields. Um, but he – like I said, he would probably be like, if I could dream and have anyone I want, it'd be Harbaugh. Hmm. We'll see, man. It's going to be interesting. I don't know. I see Gerard Mayo from our coaching staff is a favorite for you guys, so we'll see. But uh, let's go to Miami. This is probably the the shocking one, to say the least. I mean, I didn't expect Flores to get fired today. I mean, I thought – I kind of did. I kind of did a little bit. Why? The reason for it – I mean, obviously, I wasn't going to stick my neck out and say Flores is going to be gone. Um, but I mean, I, the reason why I say that is just because he kind of lost the locker room a little bit. I told you this before, uh, or I think it was yesterday or earlier today. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just with the whole Watson saga, man, like there was, I remember there was a clip that really sticks out to me where, um, two and the guys are really just, you know, stretching and practicing quietly, like in silence and, and Flores is just there really watching him. It just, it, it felt like he kind of lost the locker room just a little bit. And obviously they kept playing for him. They got the seven game winning streak, but I, I feel like they had to move another direction just because of the whole Watson saga. And, and I, I think a lot of the players didn't trust him. Obviously they're going to be professionals, continue to play hard, but I, I think that's the, one of the biggest reasons why he was canned. Um, and another reason I think is, I think the Dolphins, um, much to like you said about, you know, the Eagles GM and, and stuff like, I think they're looking for that, that, that flashy player. Obviously I think Tua has gone as well my opinion and I, I think they still are in love with Watson even though he wanted to go there because of Flores but I think they want to get this flashy coach 
like a Jim Harbaugh uh, or like a Doug Peterson, somebody that's that's kind of been accomplished somewhere else before, like has won a Super Bowl or has made a Super Bowl. And I think they want a coach like that instead of going for these OCs and DCs that, that you know, kind of it's their first job as a head coach, you know? Mm. The the only reason I say it is surprising is because like like you just said, they rallied back. They were one and seven. They ended up the season nine and eight. And hey, if you're gonna can Flores, can Will Greer too. I mean, he it wasn't like Flores could do all the, you know, the groundwork to make a trade for Watson. I mean, the GM has to do that. Will or whatever is I know it's Greer, I don't know his first name, but if you're gonna fire one, fire both. Like both of them were in on that. And I know Flores was pushing it more, but I, both of them were scheming on the, on Watson being a dolphin by the deadline and it didn't happen. And, you know, Flores to me, he did lose it, the locker room when he lied about it. I mean, I, I don't know why you just wouldn't say, Hey, you know, we try to make a move. Didn't work out. You know, we're going to stick with two. I know it probably wouldn't have made a difference, but uh, the line, the whole line part about it is like, what you got caught, bro. Like what the fuck are you lying about? It, there's, it's not like all these reports are just a bunch of bullshit where there's smoke, there's fire. So, I mean, if you're going to fire one, fire both. And I, I don't know if, you know, Steven Ross really likes Greer or what, but um, yeah, I, I just thought it was surprising just because they've had winning seasons with him. Even the, the season where everybody was requesting a trade after the Ravens blowout, they still, you know, ended the season six and ten seven and nine when everybody thought they were going to have the number one pick so i mean i i just i'm confused with what's going on in miami i really am i don't know what they're going to do if they fire if they hired you know peterson or or harbaugh i don't think they get watson i don't think watson waves his his, uh no trade clause to go to miami like you said it was in part of because of flores not you know anything else so I just don't see them getting a flashy coach or a flashy player. I mean, they they really kind of fucked themselves in a way. I, I still think they could have made it work. And now, you know, I don't know where Miami goes from here, honestly. I, I don't see them getting one of these coaches that, you know, like you said, flashy coach, Harbaugh, Peters. I don't I don't see them going there. I obviously I could be wrong. This is my opinion, but I don't know if you have if, what you think about that Ben, I just I just thought it was out of nowhere if Joe Judge is still coaching why the hell is Flores not you know I just don't get it I mean (laughs) it was it did catch me off guard um especially just because of the way they bounced back from one and seven Mm -hmm. um I was not expecting Brian Flores to be fired um but some of the reports that are coming out this morning it's like okay this is starting to make a little bit more sense about why they would possibly do that. I mean, one of the first reports that I saw this morning is that um, Flores and Greer have been putting heads in day one when they were both hired, um, that Greer and the rest of the front office wanted to draft Tua. Flores wanted nothing to do with him because he didn't want to develop a quarterback. Um, and then, you know, the whole Watson stuff comes out. Um, Flores wants to obviously <clears throat> trade for – Watson, he did not hide it. I don't care what he says, he did not yeah. hide that. Um, that <laughs> well, Greer wanted nothing to do with it. I don't think Stephen Ross wanted anything to do with it either. So I think it was just going back and forth, back and forth. Um, on just like player development and player personnel, you know, that doesn't also look good to your locker. And when 
you know, your head coach has wants nothing to do with you, but your GM does. I'm, I'm sure like that. I'm sure Tua felt amazing about that. Um, but you know, and didn't even then, like if I like correct me if I'm wrong, but I did I realize that Flores really had co-offensive coordinators. Like, did he have two offensive coordinators running down there in Miami? I think so. Once they fired that uh, Chad O'Shea last year or the year before, yeah, they were splitting play calling duties with somebody. I so, couldn't tell you who though. So that's just me. That's just dysfunctional. There's no, he has no control over the offense whatsoever. Like, okay, yeah, he's this great defensive minded coach, but a head coach, you're supposed to have control and have oversee and have a mindset in every little bit of piece. If you got that, if you got co offensive coordinators running that side of the ball, it's a miracle, in my opinion, that you were able to produce what you did this year and coming back mm-hmm. from one seven. Yeah. I, just, I just think, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think Flores had. Um, if, if you know these reports are correct, I don't think he had the right mindset to handle the head coaching duties. Granted, he's a trend, you know, he's been in the league a long time, was with New England for the longest time, and you know, built himself a career and is arguably one of the best defensive minds in the league. But if, like, again, if these reports are true, dude has no idea how to handle the office of head coach. Yeah, I mean, Agreed. maybe he tried to do what Belichick's doing and how he has his son and Jared Mayo splitting play calling duties, but. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I just think my, my whole thing is I don't think it was just Flores acting like how, how everybody's like, oh, yeah, he's the only one that wanted Watson. No, bro. It, the amount of reports that were coming out of Miami, it's like, no, somebody else had to be on in on it. And now he was just the scapegoat. And, you know, hey, I, I told Julian, I don't mind them firing him if we get him as D.C. next year. I mean, shit, I'll take it. But What's I, like for me, for me, like, and you know, I saw a lot of you know, Bronco fans were saying like, hire Flores as a head coach. And then the reports came out and said like, I don't know about head coach. I'll take, I'll take defensive coordinator easily. Yeah. Like t- 10 at a time every, every single day. I just, right now, if like, again, if these reports are true, I don't know if I want him as a head coach. And mm-hmm. that's just, you know, again, Absolutely. you know, me- media is media. That could, that shit could be completely blown out of the water and it could have just been, he is a scapegoat. That's entirely possible. But when, when we like, when it comes to me that your GM and your coach are butting heads from day one and you can't even get a clear confirmation that you both want to draft Tua, yeah. you're on the wrong foot immediately. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to go from here, but I want to ask you guys, like, out of all these, you know, firings, what's the best candidate for each job? Um, obviously, you know, you know, we said we said about Denver, but where do you guys think Chicago goes from here? What do they hire? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, they could go a lot of ways, really. Just depends on what they want. Like, do they want uh, an accomplished leader like a Doug Peterson, or do they want somebody that they can bring up, like a like a young DC OC guy, like a Mike McDaniel, something like that? You know, they might be interested. I the Chicago one is the is the biggest X factor to me. I know I told you this Minnesota. Um, I think they're going to be looking more for an offensive minded coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't really think of anybody right now. I don't know who's their top list right now, but I'm, I'm guaranteed they're going to go offensive minded this season for Minnesota um, and stuff. And we are talked about Denver. I don't know if he has any better. Um, I mean, for Chicago, again, if, if they can convince him to leave Michigan, I think that's where Harbaugh goes. Um, mm-hmm. let's, but for the sake of this, our, for this conversation, let's say Harbaugh stays in the Big Ten. Uh, I think that is where I think that is where Doug Peterson goes in Chicago. I think Chicago is going to look at him and said that dude got an MVP season 
Adam Carson Wentz, and we have a second-year quarterback that needs some leadership. Doug Peterson was hired on knowing he was going to have either Jared Goff or Carson Wentz, a first-year quarterback, so I think he knows how to work with these young guys. So I think that's going to be very, very appealing to Chicago. Um, Minnesota, like, I can't get an idea of what they want to do, especially now firing Spielman as well. Like, that's something I'm going to have to, like, like, think about for a second. Yeah, I I think Minnesota, again, nobody's talking about this guy, maybe a couple. I think Minnesota's going to go Callahan, uh, the Washington's offensive line coach. I just think they're going to go old school. They're going to try to, you know, get this run game right. I mean, that's that's pretty much their bread and butter. I know they have Jefferson. I know they have some weapons on the outside, but I think Callahan's going to get a shot. For Chicago, I mean, yeah, it has to be an offensive mind. It has to be for Fields. I don't know why Mayo's even getting consideration right now. I just don't see it yet as far as him being a head coach. I think it's, he's going to be a one-and-done if he does get hired. But, um, yeah. So, I, I honestly, I, I think Kellen Moore could be a consideration here, too. Oh, God. Um, I hate Kellen Moore. Oh, you know I hate God. his play calling stuff, but – He's a very offensive-minded coach. I know he's more passing attack kind of guy, but especially if they move on, move on from Cousins and go get somebody else, like a young quarterback that they want to develop, I think Kellen Moore could be ideal here. It all just depends on the direction they want to go with, really, and who they want at quarterback. Are they going to just, you know, risk it for the biscuit and keep the core of these guys and, and you know, keep feeling Jefferson, Cook, and everybody and just, you know, get an accomplished coach like a Doug Peterson or – do they want to go out there and just total do a total rebuild with, with what they have, get rid of Cousins and, and get somebody young like a Kellen Moore? <clears throat> or the Rams OC. You know, they could all, the they Rams could... OC's name. See, I don't, I don't know the Rams OC would be a good choice because, again, he's one of those guys that is not play calling because of McVay. Um, you know, this, kind of, this, this just popped in my head for Minnesota. If Minnesota truly wants to go offensive-minded, they could go pull uh, the ball, the offensive coordinator out of Buffalo. Oh, Dave Ball? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Dave Ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could 100%. I mean, if they're going to go that route, why not? Buffalo's main guy, he was in the he was in the talks last year with a couple of teams, so yeah. why not revisit those? You know what's funny is none of us mentioned the enemy because I think we're all in the same mindset that I don't think he's leaving KC unless it's, you know, a I job that has – Rodgers or Russell Wilson attached to it like unless he has a legitimate a legit QB at you know to the hip I don't think he leaves anywhere anytime I mean be quite honest with you and this is just me probably talking out of my ass I low-key feel like it's it's gonna be like the the Josh McDaniels where I think Andy Reid might retire in a couple years and I think the enemy is gonna be the guy that just gets promoted maybe I mean, it's also for me that we've had back-to-back years of the enemy getting interviews, just everyone passing over him. Yeah. So I, I know, I know you mentioned before that he does not interview well, and that is probably. I mean, I don't know. It, like this is just what I've read. Yeah. I don't know. It's so to me, it's like this dude's been like one of the hottest names for the last four years, and he can't get yeah. a head coaching job after interviewing twice. I don't even think he'll get a call this time. Yeah, me neither. But I don't think he will. But um, what about what about Miami? What do you guys have picked twice for this one? See, with this one, this is where I'm picking Harbaugh. I, I think there's been speculations, obviously, they denied it recently, that the reason they fired Flores is because they, they kind of already have a guy in mind where there's mutual interest between the two. 
And I think Jim Harbaugh is the guy. I think I think there's been mutual interest where like the both sides have kind of spoken a little bit. Because um, you gotta you gotta remember where did Michigan and Georgia play uh, in this playoff game? Um, they played in Miami, so I feel like there's there had to have been some sort of conversation there. And I feel like there's not a deal in place, but I feel like there's there's some sort of interest between the two where this could happen now, especially before it's gone now officially. I mean, yeah, it's possible. I mean, I'm again, this is also could also just be spinning media like we talked about with Seattle and Carroll earlier. Um, but the owner of the Dolphins even said this this first thing this morning that he's not going to be the one to pull Harbaugh for Michigan. Mm-hmm. So again, that may just be media spin like yeah. we've seen time and time again, but I am going to take that into account because they are, are like I can't I'm his I'm drawing a blink on his name now. But the owner of the Dolphins and Harbaugh are Steven actually, Ross. yeah. Stephen Ross is actually a very, very good friend with Harbaugh, mm-hmm. through especially through the yeah. Michigan ties. So it just makes too much sense. But I don't know. Just <clears throat> like you said, he probably doesn't want to be the one to take him out of there. But then again, you know, you never yeah. know. This could be something too good for Jim Harbaugh to pass up. We'll close it out with this. But this is Dan Quinn's licking his chops right now. I think this is where he goes. He has that defense. Mm-hmm. I know. QB is kind of a question mark, but it's it, it just makes too much sense. It's either him, there or Denver. I mean, those defenses are what he wants. They got pass rush. They got corners. I mean, every everything, it's already set for him. It's built. Unless he wants to stay with Dallas, which, you know, that could be a possibility. We never know what he's going to do, but I, it's going to be one of those two. I, I think Benner hit it on the head with that, with the Broncos, if they get all, everything, if everything falls into place with that, I could see that happening or – I mean, he's probably looking at Miami like, hey, that defense is looking kind of nice. They just need a, you know, a leader, quote unquote, and maybe he's the one. But I'll throw out a, I'll throw out a name for you guys real quick. You know, we're talking like because now with Miami, if like all those reports are true, they're going to look for someone that's been in the league a long time and can be that leader, uh, whether it's defense or offensive. But I think a name to keep an eye on would be Jim Caldwell. Mm. That's probably Jacksonville. Yeah, that might actually be Jacksonville. Be a Jacksonville guy or Byron Leftwich. I know he's young, but he's been in the league for a while. So yeah. I think Jacksonville's looking I just between think... those two. So Peterson's on their radar too. So I mean, we'll see that. It's it's gonna be interesting. I feel like somebody else is gonna get fired that in these next coming. I was gonna say days. that. I was gonna close it out with that. I was gonna ask y'all, do y'all think is there do y'all think <clears> there's <throat> another coach that's gonna get uh relieved of his duties? And I can name one off the top of my head. Um, and I'll start is 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 uh the Raiders. Um, obviously he's the oh, interim head coach right now. Versace. Um, yeah, Versace. So obviously a tremendous job what he has done since taking over. <laughs> um, you called them frauds. Um, they kind of were for a second. Kind of were. The he, the, he, the way he brought them together and got them to the playoffs. The man deserves to keep the job, but I think the Raiders are looking to you know move on after despite unless they win the Super Bowl. I, I think. I think they're going to – they already have their mindset on, on finding somebody else. Maybe it's just the – not a hope, but maybe media push like we've been talking about. I I, I think the Chargers are going to be looking at their their coaching situation. And if a, some players come out and say that, you know, they're kind of frustrated, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets canned. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't. Like, yeah. yeah, it's just – Time and time again, me and Julian already talk, broke it down. Like, 
just time and time again, throwing games away. They could have been in contention for the AFC West and they just threw it away because of him. I mean, just the over aggressive play calling for no reason. Yeah. It costed them a playoff spot. So I could see him getting canned. For me, um, and this is probably on everyone's radar. I I think we'll see Pierre Carroll grow. I think mm, Seattle's yep. gonna dive into that dive into that rebuild. I think they have to. They've been putting off so damn long. Now they have to. Um, so I think at least by Wednesday we'll see Carroll fired. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Either that or happen. he'll retire something. Something yeah. will happen in Seattle too. I can see it. Yeah, we'll, That's just, just, we'll just leave it there, guys. I don't know if you have anything else to close it out. No. That's uh, this is a crazy black Monday, and I like you said, both of y'all, I don't think it's over. I think yeah. Couple of organizations are kind of reevaluating, still taking their time, and, and we'll probably see one more coach get get relieved soon. Um, I will leave you with this. According to Ian Report, the Broncos have requested the talk to Dan Quinn. Oh, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, I'm telling you, man, if they find the right OC, this team could be Super Bowl champs. Yeah, for sure. Dan Quinn can finally get his ring, but he that's my question, man. Finding the right offensive minded coach for that team, too. That's what they need. All right, guys, we'll follow our social media. Scarlet Sports and Friend. Peace. Peace.